0: look like a hot mess. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <baby. laughs> and first, can I thank you so much for coming to shorts outside the box? Thank you.
1: No, thank you for having us.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to SoFlow Theater Call, where we talk about sunshine, show tunes and everything theater till the curtain rises. Please welcome this week's stars of the show, Tiffany and Katie.
1: it's me i'm back um in the midst of the condition season if any actors out there listen to this you know exactly what i'm talking about um i am so excited for today i am so excited for our for our guest to speak with us today incredible her work is amazing and based on our recent vlog if you've been following us on instagram this is gonna be a really good episode
2: okay so we actually um sat down and spoke with city theater miami and we were able to get margaret ledford um she is the artistic director for city theater um this episode's kind of be in honor of city theater and their 25th anniversary season that is this year so i want to introduce margaret she's pretty cool we've already met her a little bit before starting the episode so this is
0: margaret hi everybody Nice to be here. Thank you so much for having me, both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Paige and Tiffany. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Anytime. So, um, what started, what made you want to start in city theater? Cause how long you've been working there? Tell us a little bit about that.
0: Sure. Um, City Theater's actually been around for 25 years. It was started by a bunch of women sitting around a kitchen table 25 years ago when theater in the summertime in South Florida didn't happen. The snowbirds would leave and head north and all these actors and designers and playwrights and everybody was out of work and the short play format was kind of new to South Florida at the time. So Susan Westfall and her and her cronies got together and made city theater and made summer shorts. I have been directing for Summer Shorts since uh, 2005 or six, um, and uh, and I and I had been directing for them and you know doing a couple of short plays a year, and then uh, John Manzelli, who was the artistic director before me, uh, when he left, he was like, "Hey, I'm thinking about leaving." i'm thinking about telling you know thinking about putting you forward as artistic director Uh, and i had been associate artistic director for the promethean theater uh, in davie for eight years so uh, i was ready to you know step up into the to the lead role as it were in the directing position um, and city theater offer what is so great about city theater's programming with short plays is that in an evening of short plays whether you're seeing four of them or five like we are with shorts outside the box which you guys saw or summer shorts which is our signature which is our signature program you can see up to 9 to 15 plays in one or two programs and you've experienced someone else's season of theater. You've gotten a full season of theater in one night in these short plays. Wow, that's amazing.
2: Um, Very so, impressive. That's super impressive. So, um, what drew you to starting um, to be part of the city theater? Since you started off in Promethean, why why would why did you want to step up and do that artistic director role? Like
0: why, um, like why that role is perfect for you? Um, you know, I loved the company that was, I love that the company was started by women. I love to be walking in the footsteps of women that had walked in front of me. I love to be carrying that mantle. Um, and in that I love to be giving opportunities to more women directors, uh, and, and city theater is a great some you know it is a great community builder you know of the short play format we often joke with summer shorts it's like summer camp you know it's a bunch of people to get together for like 6 weeks and have the best time of their lives and then go away you know and we get to do things like i said in 10 minutes that other other theaters do in an hour and a half you know, um, one of the one of the most impressive seasons that I was able to artistic direct in picking the plays, we did plays that were funny, laugh out loud funny, but dealt with sexual harassment, dealt with um, uh, accountability, dealt with police violence on people of color, um, and these these are all. For me, theater is about being relevant, about talking, having the hard conversations about what is socially, religiously, economically, politically happening to us. And in the short play format, a lot of times that happens in comedy. So you can take on climate change with a guy that's gotten a call from God to build an build an ark in 2019 and have it be funny but also get the message across that, you know, climate change is real y'all. You know, you need to do something. No, 100%. Yeah,
1: that's great. Um what inspired you to to step in as a director or what inspired you to be a theater artist in the first place, let alone with City Theater with the Promethean?
0: You know, I think that uh, I always say that acting is a gateway drug. You know, it's one of those things that we get, we get bitten by, you know, whenever it, whenever we reach it. Right. So for me, it was in the third grade being the harp and mass and, and Jack and the beanstalk saying master, master, save me, save me. I was bit, I was done. I loved it. I loved being on stage, but as I grew, Um, As a person and as an artist, being in front of the audience was not something that I was no longer comfortable with, but being a director, I got to use all of the same skills as an actor in play analysis and text analysis and character exploration and all of that, but I got to do it with other people and got to explore that with other people and help shape other people and shape a large vision with designers, um, lighting designers, scenic designers, costume designers to make a full experience for the audience. And that's a lot more exciting to me than being in front of people that made me wanna throw up in my 20s. (laughs) so, um, So part of it is that I get all the same skills as I did as an actor uh, but as a director. Oh, that's
1: awesome. Yeah, as, as someone who is an actor, or not an, not an aspiring actor, I'm most definitely becoming an actor. <laughs> um, I, I definitely take into that account, like I know so many people who are like, I love acting, but directing is, is so much more fun. I, I use everything that I've already done, but I, it, it's not a sense of control. It's a sense of collaboration. I love that collaborative effort that goes into it. And that kind of brings into, like, my next question. Has anything that you've done as the artistic director of City Theatre, has any of that kind of influenced um, outside, pro- like, outside projects? And I'm not meaning, like, personal projects that you've taken on, but has it kind of influenced your connections with, like... Like, I know FIU does something called The Greenhouse every summer, which it's it's also, like, what Shorts outside the boxes, where it's, like, four or five mini plays where they read, like, it's a staged reading. Has any of that kind of, like, been influenced by your work at City
0: Theatre? Well, absolutely. Uh, Michael Yanni, who runs the Greenhouse at uh, FIU. Um, uh-huh. Actually, I've been a guest director two or three times at the Greenhouse. Um, you know, it's... a it's, it, Theatre is a very small world. You know, no matter how you're only six degrees of separation from anybody, you know, there used to be a game called six degrees from Kevin Bacon, you know, that any of us in any, any walk of our, of our life in, in the theater, um, are very, very close. So, uh, so getting the opportunities, uh, one thing we at city theater get to do is get, we get to work on new plays. Some plays that have never been produced before. Some plays are old hat, you know, that have been produced a million times and that we get to do it. But that has been able to, um, in my work at City Theater, I've actually had Michael Yanni come in to direct for me and he has had me come in and direct at the Greenhouse. Um, because I, th- I think the thing that I love so dearly about theater is that we use the same skill set on every play, but every play is different. It's a new experience. It's a new path to walk down or explore. Um, so I think that, I, you know, that, and we get to, when you trust people in the work, like I've known Michael for many, many years. I trust Michael Yanni in the work of theater. You know, we may not always agree. We may not see a play the same way, but I, but I trust him in the work and that's exciting.
1: He is a wonderful director. I love his work.
0: He's so imaginative, so collaborative, um, and as brilliant as he is, he's so incredibly humble about it.
1: Oh yeah, 100%. I have yet to take one of his classes. Like I I plan on taking that class with him in fall, but just seeing his work, he is such a genuine human being, not just a director, a genuine human being, and I love that about him.
0: Absolutely. He actually had me come in and it's been, oh gosh, it's been a long time. Uh, but I directed Sleeping Beauty at FIU uh, many, 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 many years ago. And it was because of Michael Yanni.
2: Okay, so um, let's, since we're already on the topic of schools, um, our, one of our other members of SoFlo Theater Co. Um, went to NSU and she did mention that you, that she did help out with City Theater how was that working with Nova Southeastern University and all that
0: when you did work with them? Uh, I was at Nova Southeastern university for eight years, I believe. And I worked in the scene shop. I was the, uh, technical theater manager. Um, I, I've been very blessed in my career, uh, that, um, that I, I haven't pigeonholed myself into being one thing or another which has allowed me to, um, when I kept, got out of college, I was a production assistant and then I was a stage manager. And from a stage manager, I was also, I ran wardrobe. I've been a lighting designer, uh, a, a Carbonell award-winning lighting designer. Um, <laughs> and um, I have, uh, I've done props. I've done production management. I have, you know, and I, as well as being a director. so. My time at NOVA was incredibly informative to me about what it is to lead a team, um, a team through manual labor, as well as artistic labor, um, as well as, you know, I I love being in the college atmosphere. I love being, I just turned 50 this week, you know, so I love being around, and I sound like such an old lady, I love being around youthful people. I mean, I love being around students. I love... I love uh, learning where their point of view, where they're coming from, because it's a different experience, right? I mean, that's why part of why we do theater is we're learning different walks of life. We're learning different life experiences. We're learning, you know, the larger scope of what it is to be a human being and all of the different experiences that is, you know, we all experience birth. We all experience death. And so the arc of what's in between you know, there are similarities and differences. And so that's what a lot of the exploration of theater is for me. And so being at NOVA, uh, being at NSU, being around students, uh, I love it when light bulbs go off. You know, not even if it's a teaching moment on my part, but when someone gets something for the first time or they experience something or even, in coaching an actor, when an actor discovers something inside of themself and can put it out to an audience, there's nothing better. There's absolutely nothing better.
2: That's amazing. I, I love the, the analogy of everyone experiences life everyone experiences death. It's just the, the path and all that stuff that you take. Oh, I love that. Um, so we do have questions from Instagram. Um, let's, you wanna start picking at those? You ready
1: for
2: those? Uh, you've got the question. <laughs> I know. But are, are we ready for those already? So what is your best memory from the last quarter of a century with Miami City theater?
0: <laughs> oh, golly. There's so many. Um, you know, there was a play we did called one more time by Mark Harvey Levine. That um, was a, uh, about the the characters on uh, It's a Small World Ride and the Russian doll wanted out. He was sick of singing the song. He just wanted to go. <laughs> and it was very funny. It was a very, very funny play. And they sang the song, you know, 17 times. That's an exaggeration. But they sang it, you know, a couple of times, you know, in French and German and Spanish. Um, and at the very end, and we, and we chose it as the closer of summer shorts that year, because at the very end, the play was so beautiful. It talked about, we want to do the thing and what's the thing. And, and said that it's a little girl on the boat coming through the small world ride for the first time. And the thing was all of the dolls turning and waving to her while no one else was looking. And the Russian doll was having a hard time understanding why you would do that, you know, what's in it for him. And one of the other dolls says, it's not about you, it's about for her. What that experience is for her. And it moved, I I, I get weepy even talking about it. And it moved me so greatly that at the end, when the the characters say, we're going to sing this one more time, we had the characters on stage break the fourth wall and grab hands with the audience for them to sing along with them because the experience was for everyone and and I I, that was one of my that was one of my little little the moments at City Theater I mean there's many others and for some reason that came to mind and you know there you go that's what you get (laughs) <laughs>
1: okay, I'm getting three, I too. I'm getting three, I too. <laughs> i okay. enjoyed, obsessed with Disney. I love everything about that, and I wish I had seen that. That is beautiful.
2: Okay. Thank you. It's Yeah, no, that sounds amazing. I would love to experience it in person. All right, um, next question. What is the short submission process like?
0: Hi. Um, so City Theater opens its submissions for the short play uh, in August. August or September of every year. Um, We do it in a couple of different ways. We have our own portal. Uh, We use Submittable for our portal. We also put a call out on National New Play Network's New Play Exchange. Um, And we also get uh, submissions from, uh, well, we also have partnerships with uh, Samuel French's, which is now Concord Theatricals. Uh, off Off Broadway Short Play Festival. So there 30 entries become inter, uh, we get those as well. Uh, we do two different, not two different, but we, City Theater has the National Award for Short Play Writing Contest, in which we, uh, from all the submissions we get, which has been at one point, it was 1500 short plays we got one year. 1500 short plays and from that we pick you know we we have a bunch of readers all across the country uh who begin to sort through and read them to get down to the finalist plays of which we have anywhere between 15 and 30 finalist plays and the winner of it of the uh, contest uh, will get a guaranteed, uh, well, they get a, they get a cash prize, and then they get a guaranteed slot in summer shorts that also comes along with royalties and all of that. Um, so that's a little bit what the short play uh, process is for us. So we have an open call, and we also get, um, we have certain agents and, like I said, organizations like Sam French or Concord Theatricals and also New York Theater Now, um, which does short musicals, and we get submissions from them as well
2: wow so that must be a lot of a lot a lot of shorts that you read every single year um absolutely so last question well hold on. I have, I have one more i have one more question if we're gonna ask this one last because it's not i i'm actually this, well, this one specifically asked to be anonymous um she's, oh, yeah. good, she's a very good follower of ours but she's met you personally and everything um so, first question I'm sorry.
0: I'm just sorry, whatever it is, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> okay, so my question is, what is your favorite theater quote?
0: Huh. Oh.
1: I know there's so many.
0: No pressure. There are. There was a play we did called Buck Fever by Juan San- by Juan C. Sanchez, a local playwright. Uh, we did it at Promethean Theater. Uh, and it was um, it was a beautiful, beautiful play about a, a, a man who was, a boy who was in love with a girl. And the girl had, you know, a really checkered past and stability and, and trust issues. And she finally found someone um, that went in him that she could trust. And there was this moment that they were talking about a dog and what kind of dog it was. And I remember it it just, it was just so simple. It said, it's just Brown. It's it's just Brown. And it, and in that simplicity, the poetry of that simplicity speaks volumes to me.
2: Wow. I would have never expected like such a simple line to be someone's favorite quote.
0: Well, and to be so evocative. Yeah. You know, and that's what it was. It was an emotional, it was... It, 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 anyway, I won't go on. It's so,
1: it's, it's so simple. There's no real deep meaning to it. It's just the moment that it comes with. That's just so beautiful. Wow.
2: Yeah.
1: Hey. You, it, those are lines you never, like, think about. And they're, and they're the ones that hit. Mm-hmm. You think it, you
0: relive it. And it's been 15 years, and my husband will start, still turn to me and just go, "Just Brown."
1: Aww. All right. Okay. So our anonymous. Our anonymous. <laughs> but, okay. <laughs> you want to ask personally, All right. what is your Dan Gelman story? <laughs>
0: Oh, my best Dan Gelman story. Dan is a fantastic artist, uh, an incredible teacher, a selfless, giving, wonderful, loving man and teacher and human being. And uh, I adore him and would walk the ends of the earth for him. Um... Hmm. There's so many. Um, <laughs> you know, I one thing I love and admire about Dan is that, um, and this is gonna be, this may be a little too real. Sorry, anonymous person, really sorry. <laughs> um, but as school shootings were becoming a regularity in our country, um, Dan very smartly and surreptitiously started talking to students about what their zombie apocalypse plan was in the scene shop. And it was a way of preparing students in a very playful, fun way that what if something big came in? What if something dangerous came in through the doors? What would they do? And it was a, and it was explored in a, you know, it was totally always a zombie apocalypse plan, always. But for me, it echoed of a time that there are things that we can't control and he was helping us all control it in a way that was fun. Let's
1: you see, know, what I- I've, I- I've heard questions like that in, in the scene shop at FIU <laughs> through like our, our resident homies, BJ Duncan, Christopher Goslin, Jordan, like
0: I hear- All, phenom- all phenomenal men, questions. all phenomenal. It's not a scene shop question. <laughs> Well, it's true. I mean, you got the really great tools. So you know, when you get your nail gun and, you you know, and that was, Dan was like, I'm taking that nail gun and I'm going on the paint elevator and I'm taking all the ammunition because there's a plug up there and we're just going to take them out. You know? um, that, that, and butter- <laughs> that and Dan Gelman and butterflies. I'm just going to leave that there. Oh my God. <laughs>
1: But from topics so dark, such as mass shootings, and then bringing in some sort of like lighthearted fun with it into like, what would you do for the zombie apocalypse using what we have in this in this shop right now? Like it, it kind of it doesn't lose the severity. It kind of it raises more questions. It's like, what could you use? It's a practicality thing right. now.
0: And I have to admit that I would be the person screaming out in the woods by myself. You know, like, as much as I would like to say, I have a shotgun under this desk. No, I'm the one screaming in the woods, you know? Oh yeah. And some of my students were very kind enough to say, we'll come get you. And I said, thank you. (laughs) Cause I'm going to need that. And a couple of slaps across the face.
2: Okay. So that's the end of the interview um so this episode was honestly amazing we laughed a lot we got to know margaret we got to know her a lot more than when we first started we didn't know anything about her um so she's a teacher she's a director she's an actor she does everything that you could think of in the theater world she knows a little bit of everything um or a lot of everything <laughs> um she is an amazing person she's overall beautiful in every single way possible um that was our little special announcement that we had to give to you guys we were able to interview this amazing person that's this week's episode have a great one everyone see you next week take five thank you five thank you five, thank you five.